This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 330 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show, the Tournament of Roses 2015. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Kentucky Performance Product, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and Riding Warehouse. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. I am Glenda Geek and Glory here. I am Helena B. All by myself. The cats are outside in the rain because that's the kind of horse <laughs> pet kind owner of, I am. Yeah, owner you are. My horses are having a nor'easter. Go out and play. (laughs) (laughs) My horses are hanging their heads over the fence. Like honestly, the expression on their face is really. You really you locked us out of our stalls. (laughs) We're having a nor'easter here. (laughs) Well, yesterday I mucked like nine times, like because heaven forbid there should be a west spot anywhere near them. And so today I'm like. I'm mucking, and you're staying outside. You guys are fuzzy. It's misting. Yeah, you can take it. You can handle it. You're tough horses. You're in Rhode Island. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, this is one of our favorite shows of the year. We do it every single year for the last six years, and that's our look ahead at the Tournament of Roses Parade. And, of course, we highlight the equestrian groups in the parade. And we have a bunch of them for you today, some new ones and some ones we've talked to before, and we're going to get to them in just a minute. But, you know, the Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California on January the 1st started in 1890 and is now watched by a million spectators along the parade route and tens of millions around the world in multiple networks in a hundred international territories and countries cover this parade. It is the biggest parade of the year as far as coverage is concerned. And you're going to have a you have a connection to this because you're you you're a hunter. Is that it, this parade was started by the Pasadena Valley Hunt Club in 1890, and the reason they started it and it was kind of interesting. It was a local tradition that they start the per, that they wanted a way to just show off the hounds. You know how how everybody likes to parade the hounds and the horses. Well, that was something that they did, um, and they did it down down this boulevard that was there in Pasadena. And they tied it into with chariot races and all kinds of other horse-related things. It was just a big day of a party, basically. Uh, and it, it always started that it was on January 1st, unless January 1st was on a Sunday. And according to the Tournament of Roses Association website, the never-on-Sunday policy was instituted in order to avoid frightening horses tethered outside local churches and interfering with worship services. Because remember, back in those days, everything was horse-drawn, and all the horses would be tied up along the, you know, their quote-unquote parade route at local churches, and they didn't want to freak out the horses tied up at the local churches, which is the reason they never did Sunday. Uh, Aww. (laughs) That's so considerate. I know, and that's the reason it it started that way. Um, Now, the... As I said, they used to have chariot races and all kinds of stuff. That all gave way when football came in, and that was in the early 1900s. And then the Rolls Bowl Parade started in 1911 is when the Rose Bowl Parade started. So it replaced the chariot racing that happened up until that point. Um, they used to do polo matches back then. They used to have tug-of-wars uh, between the towns. You know, Pasadena would have a tug-of-war with Los Angeles, you know. And they would have different tug-of-wars between the towns. And that, that was uh, one of the things that happened early on. And that all kind of went away. And the, the flowers became a bigger deal in the early 1900s. And the parade organizers noticed that more and more people were using uh, roses on their floats. So they named the parade the Tournament of Roses Parade at that point. And it 
was taken over by the Tournament of Roses Association from the Pasadena Valley Hunt Club in the early 1900s because the Hunt Club couldn't handle organizing it anymore, and they didn't want to. You know, hunt clubs, they they hunt and drink, so it was like work. Um, so Here they don't want to deal and with that. Yes. <laughs> They want to deal with all the work. So all we do is hunt and drink. We don't (laughs) know how to ride. You know, that's what they do. So, um... So, so they uh, they gave it up to the association that took it over back in the early uh, early years, and then some bands started coming in. Motorized floats were added in 1895, actually. Uh, so their first motorized float was back then. Uh, it was is interesting history of the parade and some things that have happened, and everybody knows what it is now and how huge it is now. And we've uh, been covering it for six years because it is the largest parade in the world that also has equestrian units, and quite a few. This year, you'll have some that you'll recognize, uh, that the Budweiser Clydesdales are going to be there. The Hawaii, I don't know how they say it, the Hawaii Riders are going to be there. The Charo team uh, that's there every year will be there. The Calvary units there. The Martinez family, uh, who rides every year in the parade, will be there. Medieval Times is always there. Oh, uh, good. W- with, their, with their knights in shining armor. The Buffalo Soldiers ride in it every year. Uh, we're going to talk to the girls from Norco, the Norco Cowgirls. They're going to be our first guests today. And then we have a group out of Texas called the Primetime Express Mounted Drill Team, which is some uh, pretty Texas girls. And, of course, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so... I'm kind of partial to the Texas girls. Um, mm-hmm. The Sp- Spirit of the West Riders, uh, the Saddlebreds are going to be there. The Forestry Service has a pack string that shows up. Uh, the Marine Corps still has a mounted color guard, and they're going to be there. The Valley Hunt Club is always there, of course, because they're still in the parade, and they still exist. And then we're also going to be talking to the Victorian Roses uh, Ladies Riding Society. That's one of your favorites just because they're all pretty. Oh, I know. They wear pretty dresses. Yes. I know. You would look so cute in one of their dresses, too. You really well, would. Italian girl uh, all dressed up, all pretty. You'd be cute, uh, cute. So it's not little black dresses either. They wear big, colorful dresses. <laughs> hey, baby, I can do big black dresses. Let me tell you. I don't care. It's just as long as it like swishes and flows and it flounces and trounces. You have to carry your and... parasol. And oh, my gosh. Like wear so lipstick. Yep. And wait, I could get all dressed up, but I don't have to wear high heels. That is That's true. That's like a horsewoman's dream. It is true. You wear boots. There you go. You're all set. You could, right? ride, you could ride a side, too, and uh, be looking all fancy. Yep. Yep. We'll have to get Michelle from Rightly Equestrian Center, our famous yes. side saddle. Yes. Horse radio Oh, Network she would friend. do this in a minute. She would love this. I know. She would so do oh! this. She would you know love what? it. Maybe we could do, all right, do you think, do you think we could get, get like a horse, horse radio, radio network, network team? team? It could just be like Wendy, it could be you and Wendy driving, me and Michelle dressed up in our Victorian gear, and and Jen, well, Jen doesn't, she won't do the dressing. No, but she you know might. what we could do? Because we represent so many parts of the horse world, our yeah. unit could be all different things. We could have Jamie dressed up as an eventer. You know, we could re- we could have a Reese as a <gasps> dressage rider. We could cover all different parts of the horse world. Tammy and her with her pistols, you know. We I could, love it. Yeah, we could be like the, what do you call that? The uh, We could oh be like God. a conglomeration of all the different okay. horse world. So here's the thing. Yeah. It's going to take us like 12 years to train our horses <laughs> to yeah, not yeah. implode yeah, exactly. when they get to the parade. <laughs> exactly. It was a good idea until you realized we would each have yeah. to take our own horses. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to borrow horses that were parade worthy. <laughs> Brody would grow a finger just so he could give it to me. You would, you would have uh, you'd have Jamie out there representing an eventer on a big fat quarter horse. <laughs> 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 oh good heavens it would be fun it's hey we hey, can dream you never know yeah. and wendy hey i've been in two parades with her neither one went well so <laughs> oh really oh yeah oh, we her horses were nuts they were bucking and carrying on and almost bolted with us yeah they wouldn't go well <laughs> we, we need to do a recap of that we'd have to borrow oh. horses <laughs> We could do that. Could I couldn't see that? my pony wouldn't be very good either. Scooter, not in a parade. I don't see it happening. No, he he no, gets no, spooked no. at loud noises, so that wouldn't work. We were, well, I bet we could. Actually, Bolt I bet that's not route. so out of, out of the loop. You know, one of the things we could do is find one of these drill teams and grab, you know, one of these parade-savvy horses, get a couple. What do we need? How many hosts are there? Nine? 
10 we, of us. Well, we need well, you know, like we nine or 10. send the Norco cowgirls off first, and then when they get done, we could grab their horses, and then we could head out. No, no, we could borrow some of their horses. Yeah, that's and what I mean. we could just outfit, yeah. you know, we can just change the tack. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Heck, they can deal with bombs and stuff. They can deal with an English saddle. That's right. <laughs> you think? Put one Fingers of them in a cart. Yeah, they could drive. They could ride, they, <laughs> they could, could drive. drive. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Wendy's horses, which are driving horses. <laughs> we can do an endurance horse. We can like, put like fluorescent leg yeah, wraps yeah, yeah. on it. Karen Chatton could join us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do all kinds of things. Dude, I think we should totally do this. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think practice would be the hard part. To practicing all this together would be Well, difficult. we could go out like a week before the parade. <laughs> and yeah, we could yeah. be assigned our horses. Yeah, yeah and, you're right. Right? We could be assigned our horses. And then, you know, I, we have a week to get to know one another, which is fine. We could do that. We could be there representing. <laughs> yeah. And if we aren't good, we'll take the banner that says Horse Radio Network down, and we'll just hide that. <laughs> yeah, we'll put somebody else's banner up. We'll, we'll do, like, a venting nation or something. Horse when we nation. were in the parade with Wendy, we did have the banner on the carriage, and I said, Jennifer, take the banner off quick when the horse was, like, rearing oh, in the middle of the didn't. parade. And she says, I don't I think that people would notice. <laughs> take the banner down. <laughs> take the banner down. See, people, this is how we roll. <laughs> Take the banner Poor down. Wendy. <laughs> oh I've thrown God. her under the bus so many times with this. Wendy All right, too? well, let's... yeah, <laughs> Wendy, call me. We should talk. Let's get to our first guest. We have uh, we have uh, Michonne Bowen from the Norco Cowgirls Rodeo Drill Team from Norco, California, Horsetown, USA. <laughs> Hi, Michonne. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Hi, how are you this afternoon? Great. We are so excited. We look forward to every year doing our Tournament of Roses Parade episode. And you're our first guest on this year's show. And, of course, Norco is, is you know, really close to our hearts because I spent a week there. We did our shows from there and had a great time. What a neat horsey town in California. Uh, and, you know, you're, this group, it's so appropriate because you don't have to go far to get to Pasadena, do you? No, we don't. We're very lucky. Some of the groups travel very great distances. Um, I think the furthest that I know of personally is one from Canada the very first year that we performed. But we're, we're lucky we, we have a short short travel distance. And I mean short, like an hour, right? Yeah, it's about an hour. Yeah. Oh, about <laughs> an hour. So. So now, tell us, this is your third year in the parade for the Norco Cowgirls, right? Yes, it is. We're very, very excited. It's a fabulous event to participate in. It's so exciting to be on the parade route. Everyone is so thrilled to see us. It's very exciting. Well, you're the local team. You're the local group, you know? So. <laughs> um, yes, yes. But I, I, they just, you could just feel the, the static electricity in the air. They're just so pumped. I think they must send people out there to pump the crowd up before you go out because they're just they're 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 just really excited to see us well you know going to the tournament of roses parade for a lot of i know sure there's a lot of people locally that go every year but there's also people that travel and it's a once in a lifetime thing yes uh, just, and there's millions worldwide that watch it on television as well and there's um i think there's about a million actually on the parade route and there's like don't quote me on the numbers, but like 57 million that watch it worldwide on television. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure to have your horse not buck. So, right? <laughs> well, wait a minute. These are cowgirls. They, they right. can handle that stuff. So the Norco Cowgirls are a rodeo drill team. Tell, for those listeners who don't know what that is, what is a rodeo drill team? Well, we go out and perform intricate maneuvers out of gallop. We were basically kind of like the halftime show at the rodeo. You know how you have a halftime show at the at the football games and such. Well, we're the halftime show at the rodeo. Okay, hold on so a second. Go out and do intricate maneuvers at the gallop. <laughs> at the gallop, yes. 
All right. Let's Very dig into that a little bit. So this is not like the 4-H drill team I'm used to where it's all done at a walk, you know, and you try not no, to hit each other. No. Okay. Because my intricate <laughs> yeah. maneuvers at the gallop usually involve cursing of some staying kind. staying on. And a neck strap. Um, so, okay. So intricate maneuvers at the gallop, you are, um, it's, it's entertainment, obviously. So it's not necessarily competitive in this situation, right? No, there are drill team competitions that you can participate in, but we're basically or doing a performance. Um, okay. And it's, it's, you know, it's daring, it's dangerous. And, you know, people have been injured. And, and I know of one, one lady that was actually killed, you know, performing, but um, def- thankfully not on our team. But um, it's, you know, it's exciting and thrilling for the crowd to watch. And like I said, it is performed at a high-speed gallop. And we're weaving in and out of each other and um, darting through the line. The girls have to have a lot of control of their horse. I tell them they need to be able to pick up and lope in place, or they need to be able to, you know, really bolt forward if need be to 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 not to avoid a collision. They need to be able to jump left or right on command. I mean, you really have to have a, a responsive, well-trained horse and be able to think on your feet, ride and think. Now, judging by what I'm seeing here, you got Appaloosas, Paints, Quarter Horses. You have a little bit of uh, everything in the lineup, I'm seeing. Mostly, it just it pretty much Paints and Quarters. We do have one token Appaloosa but, um, <laughs> that rides with us occasionally. But most of the, the requirements for the team are Paint or Quarter. Okay. And now, seeing you're our first guest uh, for talking about the parade, and this is your third year doing it, explain to everybody what time you have to get there and where you actually get set up and ready for for the parade. Well, you have to be parked on, they closed down the freeway, the 210 freeway, I believe, or the 710, one of those. They closed down the freeway, and you have to be parked on the freeway between 8 p.m. and midnight the night before, so New Year's Eve. We spend New Year's Eve night on the parade route with horses tied to the trailer and us sleeping in the trailers, what little sleep we get. And then they come back, uh, you know, four or five, five o'clock in the morning, knock on the trailer to wake us up. It's our wake up call. And we, you know, really quickly get dressed and put some makeup on and comb our hair and get our horses saddled and attach our floral swags to the back of the saddle and climb on. And then about, you know, Depending on where you're at in the lineup, they come back and get you, like, say, maybe 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and they take you to your staging area. And then as soon as you, as soon as the horses depart the parking area where you've spent the night, you have to have a driver that stays with your trailer and takes it to the disbanding area on the other end of the parade route. Okay. Uh, okay. How many, it, um, how many girls and horses will go, will ride in the route, on the parade? We have, we're bringing 12. Bring twelve usually every year. So, so do you have two, do you have two trailers or one big giant rig? We have multiple trailers. Yeah. We all have our individual individual living quarters trailers. Most of them are three horses. Okay. Um, and so we try to carpool as best we can so that to minimize the parking. Need. How, how are the horses? <laughs> I'm thinking they're showing up with a you know, tractor trailer. Yeah, there's a lot of activity there, you know, on a highway where you're parked getting ready. How are the horses hanging out on the highway all night? You know, they, they take it pretty much in stride. They're tied to the trailer. They have a hay bag. They have a water bucket. And, you know, our the freeway is pretty much shut down and quiet so it's, it's not the hu- a huge deal for them they're used to being at rodeo in the rodeo environment and mm-hmm. even going down the parade they're used to seeing huge crowds of people screaming fans at the rodeo so for them it's not as big a deal as you might think possibly for the average backyard horse it would be a big deal but our horses are so used to being at the rodeos that they pretty much take it in stride I guess so what is to- challenging for the horses then what part of the whole event um they're not challenging in a negative way. Maybe it, it could just be um, something neutral. But um, obviously, when we're working with animals, they're always they're that unknown variable. You never know what's going to happen. So what is the most challenging yes. thing? Well, last year, we have these floral swags that we put on the back of our saddles, and they're attached via a plastic basket, so to speak, or a plastic cage that florists use. And we were attaching them with zip ties, and we found out very quickly that one little shake and the zip ties snapped. Oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so we're using, you know, and the, and the cage is made out of plastic as well. And we had one horse that just completely 
obliterated. She just kept shaking and just obliterated her basket and flowers. And we were trying to shove it back together and piece it together as best we can. And we kind of hid her in the middle so that it wasn't too visible. But the rest of the horses seemed to be fine with it. But we had to be very careful. And, you know, I noticed that if you catch them quick enough, when you feel them start to shake, if you kind of lift the reins and squeeze them with your legs, they kind of stop. But we were trying to control the shake. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you guys do a routine at all during the parade? Or is it pretty much just walk along? We're not allowed to do maneuvers on what they call TV corner because they want yeah. everything to keep moving in a, at a steady pace. But normally in most parades and, and then throughout the remainder of the Rose Parade, we do normally do maneuvers en route. We try not to block the flow of traffic. We try to maintain forward movement. But it's we feel it's more interesting for people to watch. It's definitely more interesting for us. And... It, it calms seems to calm the horses down. If we have one that's a little antsy, if we start doing maneuvers in parade route, they calm right down. Gives so them we, something to do. Gives puts their mind to something. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. It gets their mind busy, and it, and the crowd loves it. They cheer, you know. And if if one section of crowd sees it, the next section of crowd wants it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So What'd you do up there? It's just like when the band yeah, plays, yeah. always plays uh, before you, and no bands ever play in front of you. That sucks when you're watching a parade. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, we, we really we try to do as many as we can because we think it really entertains the crowd. They like it. It's better than just seeing us walk by and wave. How long but, um, does the parade take from the time you actually get on the parade route to the end? It's five and a half miles. So is that an hour so, or half an hour? Uh, no, it's longer than an hour. Yeah. Probably hour and a half, two hours, maybe. Oh, that's a long it's, time. It's, I don't know. I've never really actually timed it. But you are in the saddle for quite a while. But um, it's they really have it down. It's down to clockwork. They, I mean, they know to the minute when you're, you know, this is when we have to go get you. This is when you will take off down the route. You know, they have everything timed out to perfection. They're really an expert at planning the whole situation. If you can imagine horses parked on the freeway and trailers and rigs and that need to be moved to the end of the route and people that need to be, they don't have everyone staged all at once. They have you staged at specific times close to the time you're about to depart so that you're not all standing in the same spot waiting. Well, you know, I, mean, really, I could, really I could have it organized and down. Michonne, mean, I could never do this because I'd have to pee halfway through the parade, and then I'd <laughs> right? be it. I mean, I and could never do it. And you need a sandwich. I'd too. have to stop. I'd get hungry, and then I need a drink. I mean, I could never do it. You 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 pee right before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> do they have like a half time where I can stop, take a break? You know, tie my horse to the outhouse. You know that kind of thing. Um, no, I'd be stuck. I remember the very first year that I did the parade with another team, we didn't have our shafts and we wore black pants. And we actually sunburned through our jeans. It was so hot and sunny that day. Oh, wow. We normally have absolutely beautiful <laughs> weather. And we really, it was stinging. It felt like I had a hot skillet on my thigh. I kept cu- trying to cover my thighs with my hands. But luckily, we had sh- white shafts the following year and we were good. Where can people find out more about the uh, Norco Cowgirls Rodeo Drill Team? We do have a Facebook page, okay. and there's lots of videos and, and photos on there. Um, or they could call me and ask. Okay, well, I'll put a link. With us. And, I'll put, and it's under Norco Cowgirls. Just search that for that yes. under Facebook, and it'll come up. And uh, yes. we'll also put a link to it in our show notes. Thank you so much, and good luck. Uh, good luck coming up. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Only I a couple weeks it. away. We all, yes, yeah. and we're also performing at Equest Fest, which is an event put on by the Rose Parade people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a couple nights Burbank before, right? Monday the 29th. 29th, okay. And, uh, well, you guys have fun. Thank Great. you so Thank much you for joining much. us. With Christmas season fast approaching, it's time to start planning a custom gift that will last for many years to come. Visit our friends at ezsignsonline.com and browse their unique website for their many custom sign options and styles. With affordable prices for customized signs starting at $39.95, your holiday gift giving just got easier. Their step-by-step online sign ordering process allows you to choose only the sign options you want and see all the pricing up front. From horse farm entrance signs, vinyl banners, magnetic vehicle signs to stall nameplates, and much, much more for every horse owner. 
Place your order early to allow plenty of time for Christmas delivery. Check out the website today at ezsignsonline.com. That's ezsignsonline.com or call them at 1-800-640-8180. That's 1-800-640-8180. Will you still have time to get your Easy Signs custom sign? What a perfect gift for the holidays is a custom sign. And whether it's a farm sign for out in front of your lane there or whether it's just a stall nameplate, you can get it all at EasySignsOnline.com. It's very simple, very easy to order, and they still you still have time to get that done. But you're going to have to get your order in in the next couple of days. Head over to EasySignsOnline.com right now. Maybe your farm has a logo they use or your friend's farm has a logo and you want to get that made. As a sign for the trailer or the tack room, any of those things you can do. And it's very affordable, very easy to do, and free shipping over $100 at EasySignsOnline.com. Up next, we have Jonna Ingram, who is the coach of the Primetime Express Riders. Well, it's actually the Primetime Express Drill Team, and they're out of Texas. So let's welcome Jonna. And joining her, I think it's going to be Tyler Glowski. Hope I'm saying that right, Tyler. She is one of the riders of the team. Now, Primetime Express out of Texas, and we have the coach of the team on with us today, and her name is Jonna Ingram. Hello, Jonna. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's always We always look forward to this episode every year because we get to talk to such cool people who are so excited to be going to California. And this is we your, are excited. I bet. This is your second trip. Is it any less exciting this time? No, it's not, because... Uh, we do have some riders that are going this time that didn't go last time. Oh, first-timers. Yes. Well, now tell us, your group is the uh, Primetime Express, and you're a mounted equestrian drill team. Now, what ages of people do you have on the team? We have, uh, actually, we have a youth rider right now that uh, when she went with us the first time, she was like six. Whoa. But I think she's eight or eight now, but she's not able to make the trip. But we take riders on our team from about eight years old to however old they can be, as long as they can sit a saddle. Okay. Wow. And, and <laughs> don't tell my I daughter. I have a four year old ride. <laughs> Helena's She's daughter my, wants to oh be gosh, out she, there. We just watched a movie. It was like Cowgirls and Angels or something. And she's like, Mom, I want to be a cowgirl. I'm like, Grace, you're a wasp from Massachusetts. <laughs> I don't think that's humanly possible. She's like, I'm doing it. I'm going to be a cowgirl. She's like, I want to be a trick rider. She just like, likes the hey. outfits. <laughs> that's our no. next venue to add trick riding to our uh, group. So, What do you do yeah, now? Yeah, What kind of a, entertaining do you do? Yeah, yeah. We do rodeos, and, of course, that's just for entertainment. Uh, we do uh, parades. We've done the Houston Livestock Parade. We've done uh, Fort Worth, which is an all-equestrian parade. No automobiles are allowed. It's all. They have over 200 and probably 50 entries of all horses parade. So that's that's pretty exciting. And then our main deal, because we're a competition drill team, we compete. Mm. And uh, we've won national titles and uh, the Silver Sports Quest Cup. And uh, just in our, you know, as we've climbed the ladder, we've gotten out there where we've won um, buckles and so forth at competition. Well, let's bring one of your riders in. Her name is Tyler Glowski. And hi, Tyler. Hi, how's it going? Good. Now, will this be your second time or first time heading to the to the Rose Parade? This will be my second time. Tell us about what was it overwhelming your first time? Oh my goodness, yes. It was something you try to prepare for and it's almost borderline you you just can't prepare for it because it's so exciting and so many people looking at you and waving at you and I mean, it's just a great experience, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. How do you get your horses desensitized to, I mean, you talk about parades that just have horses. This one's got everything that could scare a horse possibly ever, uh, between the sounds and the noises and the bands and the floats and just every, and a million people. Um, you know, how do you do, how do you prepare for that? 
Well, as you said, it, it is, it's overwhelming for a person as it is for a horse. And the cameras come down and they'll get real close to you and your horses don't know what it is. And Well, whenever we just desensitize our horses, we'll normally ride through towns or, I mean, I live in Coffee, Texas, and we'll all get together and ride through Grossbeck, Texas, and just ride the streets and by the railroad tracks where the trains are and um, the parades we attend, that helps a lot. A lot of trail riding as well, and um, just a lot of work you got to put into it and hours and discipline. A lot of exposure then to different kinds of things, so you, so your horses become somewhat predictable. Yes, ma'am. And the more you ride a horse, the more you get to know them. Their every action and, like you said, your I mean, the expectations of their mentality. You'll realize like what they're going to do, what their next step is. You can almost read every single step of body language they have. The more you ride an animal that weighs 1,200 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Now, Tyler, so you're, oh, go ahead, you're doing a lot of stuff. So this is obviously a very large group. Um, do, do you have, is there a problem? I don't want to say a problem, but um, are there group dynamics then that you have to work with, which you, with, these horses, or do they work together so well that there's a hierarchy and there's sort of a, they all know who does what, and um, can you sort of, you know, hang your hat on what your horses, where your horses need to be in a particular routine or group at any given time? Uh, well, sometimes we have attitude problems because, you know, horses. Because <laughs> horses they, are horses. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, sir. That's, that's what I'm thinking. They're, like, Mom, he's touching me. You know, like yes. one's grabbing another one's we, halter and stuff. <laughs> yes, ma'am. My horse is Happy. His name is Happy. And um, he's, pretty, he's pretty touchy. And if somebody gets, in, I mean, one of the horses that get next to him are a little out of control or too fast or something, he'll pick up his pace and you'll start realizing that his ears are pinned and he'll, you know, try to favor that back in to where he can get a kick at him. But, I mean, sometimes all it takes is one fixing of discipline, you know, um, stopping and fixing it and constant work and getting back in line to where they realize that that's their resting spot no matter how out of control that horse is, you have to maintain your spot no matter what. So, um, well, I got to tell you, Tyler, I, uh, one of our hosts on one of our shows, the driving radio show was coachman to the queen of England for 20 years and drove in some of the biggest parades, including, uh, Diana's wedding. And I, I was asking him the same thing about, because obviously there were a million people waving flags and cheering and everything. And he was driving four horses and I said, you know, what is that a problem? And he, you know, I wanted to correlate this with you guys. He said, actually, the more uh, sensory stuff that's coming at the horses, the less they can focus on. So they tend to just do their job. Um, whereas if you're out in the middle of a field with nothing and then a deer bolts across, that'll scare them quicker than a million people along a parade route because there's nothing they can really focus on. There's just overwhelming stuff. Have you found that? Yes, sir. I'd have to agree with you on that one. Um, the last time we went to the Rose Bowl, my horse was, I mean, he was just fine until he, I guess he started getting bored and he started noticing what was going on in front of us, which was a huge band. And all of a sudden they would pick up their flags and start running and jumping around and stuff. And he'd start noticing that. And I mean, and after that, I kind of lost his, um, his, uh, his focus on what we need to be doing instead of everything else. At the beginning of the parade, it was so much, and the stands and everything else that he was just fine. But like you said, I mean, you ride through a pasture, and all of a sudden a deer or a rabbit jumps out in front of him. Yeah, it's probably going to scare him quicker because they're in a daze, as I like to say it. If you're just yeah. walking down the road or something, they don't they don't really focus on much. They just do what they're supposed to do until something else grabs their attention. Or they get comfortable enough to start looking around. That's the other thing. Sometimes they kind of go into themselves and they go into what's comfortable, which is their job. They know what they have to do. And then they sort of exhale and they get relaxed and their personality starts to come out. And then they either get bored or they get into trouble. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's not right. <laughs> Naughty little buggers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you both, I'm a I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan my whole life, and so that means I absolutely love your outfits, and they're my favorite of anybody's, <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, great. That's, that's what I've told uh, uh, some people. I said our outfits are a 
cowgirl version of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. <laughs> they are, only you're actually covered up. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I might add that Tyler's only 19, 20 years old, right? Yes, sir, I sure am. Wow. Have you gone to college? Yes, sir. I'm a sophomore yes. in college right now. I want to get my degree in um, uh, registered nursing. Well, John, I, I got to ask you how you pay for this. How do you pay for this trip? It ain't cheap. No, it's not. Uh, we pay for it. Uh, every fundraiser you can imagine. We've had skeet shoots. We've had lunches, uh, baked potato lunches. We've had spaghetti dinners. We've had raffles. We have had, I mean, we're getting ready to do another skeet shoot, and it's constant. It's almost every week because you don't know if you're going until about August. And then, of course, you have to have all your money in by December. So just about every week, it's constant fundraising. Uh, we've sold a million candy bars. <laughs> you know, People still do that? <laughs> yes, awesome. and uh, it's, we've, we've sold candy bars from uh, September to now, and believe it or not, they're they're one of our the best sellers because everybody has a dollar. You know, everybody has a dollar. We go out there and we get try to get sponsors. We got or uh, we call them um, partners with us, and our transport truck. We use that as advertising. So we ask, would you like? You know, your company be advertised from Texas all the way to California and California all the way back to Texas. Um, it's just a lot, and it's blood, sweat, and tears, and, uh, you know, we just have to keep pushing forward because between transport company and stalls and airfare and mainly, you know, we want to make sure we get the horses taken care of before us and uh, get them where they need to go. But it's it is it's a lot of money, and I, but it's worth it. Like Tyler said, it is so worth it. Uh, you come down that TV row in California, and all those cameras and that B fifty two bomber flies over. You're so overwhelmed, the tears just boil out your face. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we um, we would love to have our listeners sort of join along and find out more information about your organization is do you have a website or where can people find out more about um about your group it's our website is primetime express drill team.com primetime so express drill team.com and we'll put a link to that up on the stable scoop website so folks can click over there that's great we're going to keep an eye out for you. We're going to be rooting for you. Of course, you've got two new fans, and everybody who's listening this week, you got a couple of thousand new fans. We're going to be rooting for you. We'll wave. We'll yeah, wave. wave back, okay? We're, we're number, yes, we're number 57, so look for us then. Okay, good. Awesome. Well, we'll be watching. Unfortunately, what pisses me off about the coverage, to be honest with you, is they, they, they never show the horse groups for very long, and no, that always bothers me. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go to RSD TV, it's supposed to cover it, and the Hallmark Channel does a great job too. Okay, cool. but the but the regular stations they don't show the equine. No, no, RFD does a good. Or actually, you're right. Hallmark it used to be uh, the uh, what's the the garden one? Um, uh, and used, oh, HGTV. Yeah, HGTV used to do a great job, but they kind of changed their coverage too. Uh, well, yeah. I think they're supposed to be there this year, too, but I, I don't know about their coverage. But none of them knows anything about horses. I just want to go narrate. Next year, they're going to have to hire me to come in there and talk go. about There you go. That's a job. Yeah. That's a job. Hey. Right. I'll talk about <laughs> those, those pretty girls from Primetime Express. Uh, Thank you. Those talented riders, Glenn. Oh, oh, okay. Pretty talented riders. There, I accomplished it all with that. I can't get in any trouble. Thank you, guys. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you very much. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local 
local tax store or feed supplier, or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. And now on to my favorite of all the groups, although I like them all. But I particularly love this group. We are going to hear from Dina Somerville, and she is with the Victorian Roses. And oh gosh, if you haven't, please, you just you need to go to their website, victorianroses.org. But before you do, let's listen to Dina. She's gonna tell us all about this wonderful ladies group who ride in period costume. We have Dina with us now, and she is from Victorian Roses, and we've been doing this show for six years now on the Tournament of Roses Parade, and uh, Helena still loves, loves, loves your group. We talked oh to you guys four years ago, and she just loves the outfits and how, how pretty you all are. So now, we've had two interviews here, Dina, with other groups, but they're both drill teams, and you guys are something a little different. We are. Tell us about it. Okay, well, we uh, represent the 1880s, the Victorian era. Uh, we make all our own costumes, so every dress you see is one of a kind. Um, we do it all on horseback, so it's a little challenging getting up on those horses sometimes. It, it's really challenging to sew those costumes on horseback, too. It is really challenging <laughs> getting that sewing machine up there. You oh, know it God. really is. <laughs> <laughs> I Although, can't say that I've ever garments. done that on horseback. <laughs> Looking at your garments, you could certainly fit a sewing machine under there. <laughs> these are these are beautiful. I mean, absolutely exquisite costumes. They're dresses. They're period dresses. Um, you must. I mean, does everybody in the group know how to sew, or how does that work? Does everybody make their own? Um, most of us do. Um, quite a few of us just learn how to sew within the last five six years. Um, some of the girls do hire out, but like I said, they're still one of a kind. We um, pick all our own fabrics, all our own trims. Every detail that is on that dress um, is by that particular girl's design. And wow. if you can, if you can think of the Western movies you've seen from the 1880s with the girls all dolled up, that's what they look like with the parasail or the how do, how do you say that? Paras- parasol. Parasols. Parasols. Uh, they, you know, just is, is that look, and you guys are all either riding or in carriages, right? Exactly, and we actually do have um, two girls in our club that do right-side saddle. Um, one will be participating in the Rose Parade. Yay! Um, we, we have several carriages that, you know, interchange throughout the year, and um, several girls riding. Now, I have a long memory, and Dina, if you'll remember right, when you were on our show four years ago, I've said I've always wanted to be in the parade, and you said you'd make me a dress and sneak me in one of the carriages. So I didn't forget that. (laughs) Well, come on down to California, and I'm sure I could at least sneak a dress on you, and we could at least put you in the Equifest. What do I do about the beard? I don't know what to do about the beard. Leave the beard beard uh, on. wouldn't be right without the beard. <laughs> it needs to be. Yeah, because we are all beautiful women. So I, I don't know, know how we would camouflage a yeah, beard. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would happen. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Well, you know what? And amongst all those beautiful women, you have to have one ugly one. So I'll represent. <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> we would appreciate that. <laughs> Let's talk about your horses. Um, so, so most of you ride astride, and you will have yeah. um, at least one member who's riding aside this year. Um, what is it like to ride in with with all of this this fabric around you? And how do you start? Um, how do you work with your horses? Have they always sort of been used to having lots of movement and things going on um, on their backs, or how does that work? Um, well, you start, you start off slow like anything. You introduce. Um, we would introduce a full skirt on them, you know, maybe with no fringe or ruffling or anything, and just uh, ride out on the trail with them, as, as silly as that might sound. We do have girls that have done that. Um, <laughs> we introduce them to the parasols and the flowers, and, you know, there's a lot thrown at them, so we gradually do it, and they all accept it, and that's if they can't accept that, then we know they wouldn't be parade-worthy, so... You know, we do it as in small steps, and 
and it, it's worked out. We have great horses. We actually have rescue horses in our group also that have adapted, and you just you put your work in, and it pays off. Now, did the horses have to be approved to be in the Rose uh, Tournament of Roses Parade? Um, they well, we we have steps that we um, go through to make sure that the horses that are put into the Rose Parade will. Um, go with the standards of the Rose Parade, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got to imagine that sure if... We have a ro- I got to imagine if you have a couple horses that are out of your group that are bolting down the parade route, that you're not invited back next year. <laughs> Probably oh, not. Or they're going to create a new division for them. Yes, you know, the speed, the speed group. <laughs> the trick riders, right? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah a, so, yeah... What is the most challenging thing for you guys uh, when you go to do the parade? Because you're bringing an added element in that you're bringing carriage horses and carriages along, too. So more than just the other groups where they're just bringing their horses along, you got to transport those, too. Yeah, there is a lot of um, ground people that um, help us along the way. We couldn't do it without them. Um, we have a lot more trailers coming up, pulling up all the, the wagons and carts and so, yeah, there's a lot more people involved than there would be if we didn't have the carriages. And, so, then, and you know, do, we, do you do your own flowers on the carriages? Because you probably have to have flowers on them. So. Uh, we do. We, um, we hire out to do our um, roses. We tried doing them one year. It was uh, very tedious, and we give kudos to those women and men that do do their own flowers. But it's just not our forte. <laughs> <laughs> They so costume, Selena. Sell. They don't do flowers. <laughs> so like, you yeah, know, we you do do our own silk flowers and such because we do ride flowers in our mains throughout the year and at other events. This particular one is real flowers, so you know it's a little bit more tedious. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Keeping them and keeping the horses from eating them. And are they are they well behaved? Your horses? Do they do they get oh. into trouble? No, never. We have wonderful horses. They wouldn't be where they are, and they wouldn't be in the parade if they weren't wonderful. What do you? What are you, what are you I'm a driver, so I'm always interested. What kind of horses do you have pulling? Um, we have Belgians pulling, and we have a mini pulling. Oh, cool! Oh, awesome! Yeah. Is that the only mini in the parade? Or no, there is a group of minis, isn't there? Yeah, we had them on the show yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. minis. I'm looking so, yeah, today. Yeah, he's really cute. <laughs> Well, uh, we're you know we're so excited to see you guys in there again and to uh, to to wave to you like we did the last time. I I saw you wave back. I appreciate that on TV. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate that. Now, which one will you be riding or will you be driving? I will be riding a big white horse with a long tail, and I'll be wearing purple and yellow. Purple and yellow, so Ooh. we can find you. Yeah. Yay! And yell out for Sally. All right. Sally's my horse. Oh, Sally? Okay, yeah, we'll we'll yell through the TV. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> now, what is it? Does everybody go somewhere after the parade? I always wondered this. We've never asked this question, Helena. Is there like a big party after, or what happens? Everybody just go home. Um, most of the girls go home. Some go back to the L.A. Equestrian Center just to kind of decompress, get the horses time to, um, you know, have a minute to themselves, I guess. Um we actually have a party that is thrown for um, the equestrians through Wells Fargo um, to celebrate about three or four days before. Oh, cool. And yeah, at Wells Fargo, definitely. we'll be there with their quarter horse and uh, stagecoach. And, you know, this is rare. The Budweiser Clydesdales are going to be there, and you very seldom ever see the Budweiser Clydesdales in the same parade as the Wells Fargo stagecoach. Uh, oh, interesting! Yeah, I did they're, not know that. they're very seldom in the same place because usually because they're so, it's so expensive to get them both. But you know, for the tournament of roses, that's not an issue, and uh, so it is an, a unique thing to see them both. And the Budweiser actually the the first cavalry division always leads the parade, and then the Budweiser Clydesdales are right behind them, and then the Wells Fargo group will be the last horse group through. You know, we don't have this um, exact time yet, but um, it's been around four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> on the highway. So with us being earlier in the parade, it's probably going to be even earlier. Do you get any sleep anyway on the highway there? No. no. <laughs> I didn't think you so. Don't. <laughs> By the time you get there, you get all settled up, get your horses settled, you know, ooh and all over, you know, being there and the excitement of it all, uh, you get maybe an hour. <laughs> 
a lot of five-hour energy drinks on the highway there in the morning. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You can't have that because then you have to go potty. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, right. I didn't think about that. This is, what, this is where the show gets good. Yeah, we had that discussion before. I would never make it the whole way through the parade. I would just never make it. Uh, yeah, you eat and drink nothing. And then I'd have to get that dress off. To go to the bathroom. That'd be hard. I know. Uh, no, you huh? don't take the dress off. Jesus, Glenn. You know, <laughs> I don't know. No. I've never worn a dress before. <laughs> don't take the dress I'd off. I'd need a lesson door. like the day before. I could, you don't take that dress off probably for like a month. I could be like the <laughs> butler driver. That's what, And wear a big top hat. I would fit in then. We, I'd we be a footman. We have a driver. Her name's Coachman Rose. We all have Rose aliases. And that's Coachman Rose. And she does wear her driving hat and her... Her vest and jacket, and she's our carriage driver. She's not letting me in, Helena. I'm not no. getting in this parade. <laughs> oh, I'm not getting in. You know what? The uh, cowgirls from Norco wouldn't let me in, and then we had the Texas Primetime Express girls, uh, who I really wanted to join, but they wouldn't let oh, me in. Oh, they're lovely. Yeah, they wouldn't let me in. Uh, they they oh, said I'd look geez. silly in the outfit, so <sighs> I guess I'm I'm stuck. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you got to find some some robes. I need some cowboys. I got to find some cowboys because obviously I'm not getting in with the cowgirls here. Find whoever's bringing the minis. (laughs) That's it. There you go. Maybe I can get a ride on the Wells Fargo stagecoach. You know, I could be in the stagecoach. Nobody'd see me anyway. That'd be perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Dina. We appreciate you joining us. What's the website? Uh, We are victorianroses.org. VictorianRoses.org, and they're absolutely beautiful. You have to check out their costumes. It is beautiful. Have a great time. Thank you. We'll see you all on January 1st. All right, one quick more question. You know how uh, fox hunters like Helena all carry flasks, you know, the hidden flasks? Do you guys all carry? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And a Derringer or two, because, you know, Cosman wouldn't be out without it, you know. Notice how he threw me under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Dina. Have fun. We'll be looking for you. Thank you. I'm really disappointed that they won't let me go and be all dressed up in a dress and my beard for the. Parade. You tried, you know, know. To, you tried doing the no beard thing, and that I was a that hot mess. So well, and you know, I think I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a good looking guy. I'd make a really ugly woman. So <laughs> I think I'm just out. I think I'm just out. Those of us under the bus have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just out of this picture. Yeah. Well, that was fun. It was good to hear from all the ladies today, and we wish them all well at the Tournament of Roses Parade. Don't forget to tune in. I, I, you know, we really recommend HRT, or not HRTV. What what network did I say that uh, is has the all the... Oh, oh um, uh, HGTV. HGTV usually yeah. has some of the best coverage that you'll see, and I think it's commercial-free. So uh, check it out, and I'm sure you'll find it wherever you live. If you don't get that, there's a network carrying it. And that's on January the 1st. Hmm. Well, coming up next, we have our Tack and Habit segment. This Tack and Habit segment is brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com. This week's Tack and Habit segment is brought to you by Riding Warehouse. You know, you still have time to get your orders in over at RidingWarehouse.com. They have lots of great Christmas gift ideas for you. Uh, uh, Our friends out there in California, actually. And we, you know, I was just looking at their website today, Helena, and you go on there. And one of the cool things is they have 115 gifts for under $15. Uh, so you can find, uh, you know, fi- they have 55% off deals, winter gloves, wool socks, just all kinds of things that you can find. They have a monthly specials with muck boots and, and uh, uh, vi- equivisors, which are very popular for over helmets right now. They come in a multitude of colors and would make great gifts. We did a special episode with them. If you missed it, go back to stablescoop.com and you'll find the special episode we did all about holiday gift buying with riding warehouse but you still have time you know one of the things about riding warehouses is they're free shipping over 50 bucks 
They have $5 two-day air shipping, so if you're like me and wait till the last minute, it's a good place to go. You can only pay 5 bucks, and they'll send it second day. And then also the return policy is unheard of. They're the only ones I know that do free 365-day returns, and they'll pay for the return and the return shipping back to you. They'll pay for it both ways. That is unheard of, especially yeah. when you're buying boots and stuff. Yep. Um, because that can get expensive just shipping those boots back and forth till you find you, one that fits. You know what? I bought three things online, two two pairs of boots, um, like a pair of cowboy boots and a pair of muck boots recently that had to go back. And what a pain in the butt. And I got charged, restocking fees. I was like, I am never shopping at these places again. So kudos to Riding Warehouse for, for having such wonderful service. They're the only ones I know that do that. I mean, they really yeah. are. Uh, so check them out. They have all the gifts you're going to need for that horse lover. Ridingwarehouse.com. Well, today's Tack and Habit product is brought to you by one of our terrific auditors. And of course, the auditors are listeners who support the Horse Radio Network through generous monthly donations anywhere from a dollar up a month. And they just do it because they like the programming and they like to be part of it. And they also get some benefits. And one of the the benefits is they get to review all the books that come in to the network here for review. We get a copy of every new book out there that involves a horse. And Lindsay Roush is joining us today, and she's reviewing the book Suffering in Silence, The Saddle Fit Link to Physical and Psychological Trauma in Horses, which has the longest damn name of any book. Um, <laughs> and she's going to talk about that and let us know if she liked it and how many flakes on the scale it gets. Well, I have Auditor Lindsay on here, and as uh, we have mentioned, and as you have heard the auditors of the horse radio network you get to get first crack at books as far as reviews are concerned we send them out to them and they read them for us because jennifer and i cannot read them all that is for certain and then nor do i want to and then they do the reviews on them and tell us what they thought now Lindsay, you reviewed a (laughs) you got the serious book suffering in silence exploring the painful truth the saddle fit link to physical and psychological trauma in horses First of all, it has to be the longest title ever in a book. That's the first thing. about. Yeah. Now, I can't even say the name of the author. Do you know how to... I know his last name is Schlees, but I don't know how to say his first name. My guess is Johan. That's okay. the first name. All right, we'll go I with... I had no idea on the last name. All right, we'll go with Johan Schlees. 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 I can't even say it. Um, but... <laughs> so, what did you think? This is obviously a serious book. Um... I thought this was an absolutely amazing book. I mean, I'll admit I'm an engineer, so I like the technical and the nitty gritty. And he really spares none when it comes to this. He has it laid out really well. And he doesn't just tell you why a good fitting saddle is good for your horse. He goes into each part of the saddle and why that piece of the saddle affects your horse and how if it's wrong, it'll affect your horse. And he gets into how the saddle not fitting the rider can hurt the horse and hurt the rider. Um, he even has a section actually started. It's a little breakout article called the influence of fairy or farriery on saddle fit. And just getting into how, if your hoof work is done wrong, it can mess up the way your saddle is fitting when it used to fit before. Um, and he does go through and, plug his brand of saddle quite a bit and his company, but he also just stays very generic about if you're looking for a saddle or a fitter, these are the things you need to look at. This is how you measure them. This is how you know the person you're working with is not blowing smoke up your butt. Um, But really, really great book for anyone who really wants to understand the mechanics of what's going on between their saddle and their horse. And I think what he what he's pointing out in here is that it's a lot more than just how your saddle sits on the back. You know, there's so much more to the whole saddle fit thing. And, you know, as you said, all the way from the, the hooves on up. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly. And he goes through in different measurements. He shows you how everything should be done really excellent in how it's laid out and really easy to follow, even if you aren't an expert in horse anatomy. Um, he even gives you some little exercises you can do to put chalk lines on your horse to understand exactly where your saddle should be fitting so you can put your saddle on your horse and see if it falls within the boundaries. Um, I mean, I'm a Western rider, and this book is mostly specifically in English, but he does get into some 
comparisons to Western saddles, I mean, even just knowing the similarities between the saddles, this is really going to help me with my mare. Because I've got a horse who's proven to be very difficult to find a saddle to fitter. And so I'm hoping to take some of the things out of this book and figure out what we need to do to find a better fit for. Does he go into at all the, the anatomy of the rider, males and females, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, he does. I think he's got a whole chapter or two um, where he's really got into how male and female riders sit differently in the saddle, how saddles for eons have been designed by male riders for male riders. And now, even though the majority of the horse world are female riders, it's still based on those same male rider designs. And he actually says that a true saddle fit to a rider, the fitter should be taking plaster cast, basically if you're behind, uh-huh. to match that shape to the eventual seat shape that comes out on the saddle. I thought porn stars so, were the only ones doing that, but uh, I guess we could do it for riders. <laughs> it's like, I've never yep. heard of it. Uh, so now, um, so who would you recommend this book for? Um, I would recommend this book to anyone who's got a horse that's a little bit hard to fit. Um, so they've got a horse who's being sore in the back a lot, or they're just noticing range of motion problems you know, recurring chiropractic things. And he really goes into how simple things like a little bit of a rub in the shoulder could be throwing the entire back out of alignment. And I can't remember what chapter it was in, but there was a story he told of a horse that he saw that was being sold because it was so uncontrollable. And he went to do a saddle fitting on this horse and realized the saddle was so poorly sitting the horse that every single symptom, both physical and behavior wise was all because of the saddle and the people were selling a great horse that they just treated wrong. Now, do you, uh, would you, I'm reading the comments here on, by the way, it has four and a half stars right now at Amazon and I'm reading the comments here. And the only objection I see to the book is the Western saddle objection, you know, that he doesn't get into that at all. I mean, he is this English saddle maker, so that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so would you say that Western saddle people wouldn't get anything out of it or, you know, what, what would you say? I think there's a ton you can still gain from it. I've been saddle shopping for my own horse and some of the things that he mentioned about differences between seats made for men and women. I've noticed noticed myself looking like, okay, that seat would probably push me back into what he calls the chair position, which puts you out of alignment, which he said a lot of male design saddles will do to women. So I was like, okay, I don't want that saddle. And even though I'm a Western rider, I'm able to take these pieces out of an English book and apply them. He goes into a lot of detail of identifying the saddle support area on the horse's back and how to identify it and how to measure it. Whether you're riding English or Western, that's still going to pertain. You want the weight being in the right place on the back. And there are places where he kind of gets into, hey, you know, Western saddles do this, but it's a little bit different. So he doesn't completely leave us Western riders out in the cold. Okay. <laughs> well, you know how we rate things. We rate them uh, uh, by flakes in a bale, and our bale has a total of six flakes. What would you give this book? I would give this a solid five flakes. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's pretty good. All right, a solid five flakes. The name of the book is, uh, let me see here, Suffering in Silence, that's the short version. If you if you just type in Suffering in Silence at Amazon, you'll find it. We'll put links in our show notes as well. It's a Suffering in Silence, Exploring the Painful Truth, the Saddle Fit Link to Physical and Psychological Trauma in Horses, which really does have to be one of the longest names ever for a book. Uh, so. and, and Lindsay, thank you so much. You did great. We appreciate you doing the reviews, and I hope you'll do more. I definitely will. I really enjoyed getting a chance to look at this. And I've got a friend who's got, who rides English and has some saddle fit problems on her gelding. And 
I've already promised her she could read this as soon as I was done with it. Uh, yeah, well, pass it on. That's terrific. And uh, thank you so much also for being a listener and for being an auditor. We really appreciate that. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for doing that. If you'd like information on becoming an auditor and one of the benefits of being an auditor, first of all, they get the, they exclusively get the blooper reels that we do. Almost every month, we put out a blooper reel from all the shows, mostly mostly Stable Scoop, <laughs> <laughs> mostly Helene and I, because we, yeah. we screw up the most. Um, and they get that exclusively. They're the only ones that can see it or listen to it every month. So, And then also, they get to test new products and just a lot of benefits of being an auditor. You can find that. Just go to stablescoop.com and click on the big banner in the middle of the page for the auditors. It's anywhere from a dollar a month up if you really enjoy the programming. If you can't afford it, that's fine. We're happy you're listening. Go on to Facebook, though, and tell all your friends to listen to Stable Scoop. Do a post on there about our show. That helps us as much as being an auditor. We really appreciate that, too. That's it for this week. You can get the Horse Radio Network app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's easy to use. We just had an update to the app, so make sure you update your apps on your phone, and there will be an update. Uh, we had some new new uh, things that you can do with the Android app, and also we updated the shows, some of them that have dropped off, and we, you know, they're, that's all cleaned up, so you can check that out. And we'll be back next week with another new show for you. And then our Hall Host episode, which we're recording tonight, Helena. You have to be there at 8 o'clock. Don't forget. Yeah, I know. In between making dinner, mucking stalls, going yes. to basketball yes. games. Yes, <laughs> you have to be there with all of us people because it's a party. We're going to have a party. Well, it's, it's like our Christmas party every year for Horse Radio Network. It's just that you guys have to buy your own food and drink. Okay. I just need some like Cheez Its and a bottle of wine. Wine, you're good to go. You're good to go. It should be a lot of fun this year. We're gonna we got some questions from the audience that we're gonna be asking. So listeners uh, put the questions in. Where can they find you, Helena? They can find me these days at Chasing a Fox. I spend an awful lot of time on Facebook and um, picking out all kinds of wonderful things to wear and share them with our equestrian friends. Friends, So please visit me at Chasing a Fox. You can just do a quick search on Facebook and we'll pop right up. Very good. And I'm also going to post a recipe that I made yesterday. We didn't have time to do it in the show today. I'll post it on Facebook. It's a recipe for honey garlic slow cooker chicken thighs that we had yesterday, and it was unbelievably good. And five ingredients, simple to make. So it's perfect for horse horse people who mm. are in a hurry, and it'd be great to do in the winter and over the holidays here. So I'll post that recipe on our Stable Scoop Facebook page. That's it for this week. That was quite a lot. I'm, I'm full. I'm a little full. Uh, but there will be more next week. Until then, we wish you happy scooping. Happy scooping.